Grace, mercy, and peace be with you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And I bring you greetings from your brothers and sisters in Christ at Ascension Lutheran Church in Montreal, Quebec, the only confessional Lutheran church in English in all of the eastern provinces of Canada. Those brothers and sisters in Christ come from every corner of the globe, Chinese, Indian, Pakistani, Malagasy, Thai, Jamaican, from Santa Lucia, and from other places around the world. And all of us greet you in the name of Jesus through me. I grew up in Canada, which is probably why I got sent back there. Even after 19 years of foreign mission service here in the United States of America. And growing up in Canada, I was not always the most popular kid, mostly because my dad moved us around all the time with his work for the Canadian government. We found ourselves living in Sudbury, Ontario, which is a far northern mining town, the town where my mother grew up, and my grandparents and great aunts and great uncles lived. When I finally did make some friends, they weren't exactly the choice people that every parent hopes their kid is going to make. But you know what? You take who you can get when you're trying to make friends. And some of us really struggled in school. I remember one day my friend Paul Twilley, and I can't remember if it was in elementary school or high school, coming to our little group, throwing down one of the French books we were working on on the table and said, you know what I realized last night? We are not losers. We are losters. Loser implies that you were winning at some point and that you somehow descended from that position to a lower one and that perhaps someday, again, you might rise back up, if not to a position of winner, then at least a little bit higher than loser. No, Paul said, we have never, never been at that top peak. We have been, are now, and will always be losters. Now, I'll be honest, I sometimes feel that as a Christian missionary serving in a post-Christian nation, in an increasingly non-Christian world, I, sometimes even members of my congregation, and maybe even people here in the United States, see themselves as Christians being losters. We don't even remember what it was like to be winners in the eyes of the world. We feel like everybody and everything is arrayed against us. The government has it in for us. Society hates us. They belittle the things that we hold dear. Our neighbors don't even trust us or like us. So we find ourselves, sometimes even in church, engaging in excessive hand-wringing and, oh my goodness, what are we going to do about it, Inging? Because, of course, nobody, nobody wants to be a loser. Everybody wants to be a winner, and we feel like since... We are God's own chosen people. That Christ has redeemed us through his blood. Surely, surely we should be near the top of the pile and not the bottom. Isn't God supposed to be on our side? Aren't we the ones who are supposed to be, as Paul says, more than conquerors? How dare the people around us try and separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord? Well, the theme for this year's LWML Sunday is for us and with us. And I assume the reference is God as it should be, and specifically God in Christ. 
for us and with us is based on God's, Paul's great words of encouragement to us in Romans chapter 8, which we just heard read in our epistle lesson. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously give to us all things? Well, my next words to you are to paraphrase Jesus' words to Mary in John 11. Do you believe this? I mean, it's easy to sit there and hear the words, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who died. But do you believe it? Has it taken root in your heart such that when you walk around in the world, you realize that no one, nothing, can separate you from God's love? That you have been claimed in the waters of baptism as God's own child, and you can gladly say it. And that no matter what your neighbors or society or governments or your co-workers or fellow students might do to you, you are more than conquerors. Do you believe it when Paul says those words that we often hear at funerals? That neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation or even in all Iowa can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, your Lord. And here's why I ask if you believe it. Because if you do, why the hand-wringing? Why the worry? All things are yours. And does it really matter what anybody thinks about it? In fact, you and I are the only ones that can walk around in the world knowing who we are, whose we are, where we have come from, and where we are going, which is to be with Christ. That no matter what happens out there, you are the only ones that can have that joy unless, of course, you share it with others. So I ask you to join with me in prayer. Dear God, guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us into false belief, despair, and other great shame and vice. Although we are attacked by these things, may we by your power overcome them and win the victory. Amen. And secondly, I need you to hear one more time what your Lord says to you, each one of you this morning. Who shall separate you from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, danger or even sword? And Paul's emphatic answer is, and it should be yours, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. More than conquerors. Do you know what that means? You are more than just winners. You are wonders. And I mean that in a couple of ways as Paul goes into it in Romans. Wonders in the sense that you and I who were enemies of God, who stood against 
everything that God wanted, who even still have a sinful nature that constantly is railing against the things that God wants for you and for his creation, were saved from all of that guilt by Christ, redeemed from death by Jesus. And secondly, you are wonders because you have been made one. That is a message that I'm constantly proclaiming in Montreal. And I have to because I am working with people that come, as Revelation 7 says, from every nation and language and tongue on earth. They are all coming together in Christ. And honestly, the only thing that they have in common, other than the fact that they are currently living in Montreal, is Jesus, is his cross, is the fact that they have all been made one body, such that when we come to our altar rail, as you're going to in a few minutes, we take together the one body of Christ that we might be the one body of Christ and be the wonders of God in the world. And the miracle of all of this is what enables us to go out into the world, not as earthly victors do, lording it over everybody else. Ha ha, I got the first place trophy. You're terrible. I'm better at piano than you are. I got a promotion faster than you did. No. Paul says in Romans, where is our boasting? It is excluded. Why? Because the victory you and I have, the fact that you and I are conquerors, wonders, not losters, is a gift. You didn't earn it. I didn't earn it. I didn't work for it. But my Lord came to me and said, my blood is shed for you and you are now saved. And it's that kind of victory that enables us to go out into the world not as earthly conquerors and earthly victors, but again as God's wonders. That we go out not as lords, but as servants. Because only one who truly knows they are a victor and they got their victory through someone else's work can serve with a humble heart and tell people that that victory can be theirs too. That they don't need to walk through this world as losters. They don't have to worry about what everyone else thinks of them, how many likes they get, how many people are watching their videos, how many people appreciate what they do at work, how many people understand the work that you put in at home. We can walk through all of those things as conquerors and say, you too, you too can have that victory in Christ. Because just as it was given freely to me, it is also given freely to you. And if you still don't believe it, I share one last word from Jesus to you. And it comes from the last chapter of Matthew. And it's the very last thing that Jesus said to his disciples, the first part of it, which we often gloss over. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And we're too busy, I think, sometimes to rush ahead to the go therefore, make disciples of all nations, to dwell on the miracle of what Jesus is saying. He does not say all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. I'm the winner and you're the losers. He does not say all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth and now I give it to you and please don't mess it up. 
He does not say all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and I have no idea what to do with it. He says all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, period, the end, full stop. That's the end of the story. Christ now controls everything. So whatever happens to us in the world, we can look to the cross and say, Jesus, we know that you have saved us for this very moment. We know that we need fear nothing. And we know, as Paul says, that nothing can separate us from your love. That whatever comes, persecution, nakedness, hunger, famine, we are still God's wonders. Called to go out amongst the losters of the world and tell them that that victory that is ours can be theirs as well. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.